Taste it. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going great. Tell me your update. <laughs> I already know it, so I'm really excited. <laughs> well, uh, podcast land, I am now officially a married lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan and I officially tied the knot over the weekend, and it was superbly magical. It really and, was. Uh, Sydney was there because she... Ordain, is ordained and uh, served as our officiant because we had a super small intimate ceremony with just us. Which was beautiful and you've already said this, but if you are like feeling some type of way about a big wedding, I fully support. And we're calling it an elopement. It's So I had this conversation with a couple people. It's not technica- technically an elopement because it wasn't an on a whim. We're not, we didn't like sail off somewhere to get married or like ship off somewhere uh i don't know why i keep using sailing and like boat (laughs) uh, going on the water (laughs) analogies um no so usually uh when you elope it's a like you travel away and get married and so in our case we were at us in rochester new york um so we're calling it more like a private ceremony that was a surprise to everyone, to everyone else. We didn't tell anyone. It any- was not a surprise to you. It was not a surprise to us. <laughs> right. We we had this planned. Um <clears throat> but we had not we did not uh tell anyone, even our family beforehand. And so Sid was the only one who knew. It's it was a high honor and the first time I've maybe ever kept like a full secret. <laughs> yeah. Maybe ever. I even had a hard time keeping it a secret. It was it was a tough secret to keep, but I'm very glad that I well, I'm very I keep saying glad and like pleasure, but it was like, honestly, I just am very honored. I was asked to be part of it in any way. And I'm glad I could like flex my minister skills. Mm-hmm. Sid is for hire officially, everyone. I uh, am. That she performed her first ceremony at the Banford Gribbon wedding. <laughs> and it really was beautiful. And I was like squealing the entire time. I feel like in the background of all your pictures, I'm like ear to ear, like, like just couldn't contain myself. And I was just sobbing the whole time. You were Because it was beautiful. Yes. But it was captured beautifully. It like looked good on film. Yes. (laughs) So good. So good. But yes, that was a really big moment. And I'm very excited for you guys. And now we get to start our lives together. All three of us. <laughs> as a, as a <laughs> so it's part of the fan. This is really exciting for me more so than anybody else. But <laughs> oh, I love it. But um, yeah, I will uh, link to a couple photos so y'all can see the the magic that was this beautiful private ceremony and I highly recommend it because it was a great way to get married that was just us. Yes, totally agree. It was beautiful. Perf. Yeah. What's your update? Um, well, mine isn't really as exciting as getting married. <laughs> it's more of a personal win. Hey, <laughs> and, we're, we're uh, here for it. I appreciate that. I was like, well, I shouldn't even try to put an update that like lives in the vicinity of wedding because I have not done anything that lives in the vicinity of wedding. So um, my update this week is I've been talking about this for a while, but I've wanted a better tracking system for my food intake and my exercise and just like learning how to budget calories better. Mm-hmm. I have been trying actively to not use language like good and bad to describe food, but just like more filling and less filling or like less of this so I can do more of this, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I've like many people that I've learned 
have been served about a million ads for this app called Noom, N-O-O-M. And so everyone's like, oh, I know what that is. Firstly, you can do a two-week free trial. And so I was like, sign me up for a free trial always. But the other thing is it's a little expensive. So it's uh, 50 bucks a month to be part of this once you, like, get past the free trial mark. So I was like, okay, let me do the two-week free trial to see if I like it. But I also did a side-by-side with MyFitnessPal, which is a free app that does what on the outside seems very similar. And so I told myself I was going to track them side by side and just see which one I liked more. And my, at the end of the two weeks, my pick is Noom. Um, really? Which is so disappointing because I don't want to pay $50 a month. Are you going to? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my free trial is basically over. By the time this airs, it will have been over. And so I'll have to do another update to see if I stuck with it because I really like the way that they track everything is by green, yellow, and red foods. Mm -hmm. So green, like sky's the limit on calories. And they ask you like what you want to do, how much you want to exercise, what your life looks like right now. But I think what makes it different than the the other apps, especially my fitness path from what I've understood, is that there are a lot of um, learnings that happen with Noom that I have not found happen with my fitness pal. Like teaching me why I grab for a bagel when like my body's like, please don't do that. But my mind is like, I really want that. And like just teaching you about like the way that your mind is working and its relationship with food Mm -hmm. and how you can unlearn some of the habits that we've learned and replace them with different habits and not restrictive. It's very much like the lifestyle change type of thing. Um, And I really like it. I like the accountability. I like checking in and learning new things about why my brain does what it does. Um, and I'm sure I could like read those articles somewhere and then go back to my fitness pal and like apply the learnings through the way that I'm eating. But the fact that it all lives in the app, I'm assuming is a big part of its appeal. Yeah. And I feel like it makes a big difference to have, uh, like the, the helpful tips and input that help you like continuously change your behavior yes and think differently it's a daily check-in so maybe pay fifty dollars a month for a few months and see what comes of it i'm just gonna yeah i think i'm gonna see so there's like a a weight goal that i have and i used to track my food so this isn't new to me but i wasn't doing it in a way like my my system was not a system it was like more of a neuroses and so this is a true system that allows me to still have the ability to track, but actually get something out of it versus just like, I don't know, put my mind at ease that I'm writing it down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really like Noom. And so you heard it here if you have the ability to do that app payment. But I do encourage people to try the two weeks because they give you a lot in the first two weeks Mm -hmm. that gives you a great sense for like what you'll have what going the full forward. experience is like right and my fitness pal is awesome i really enjoyed it but for what i'm what i need to like relearn some behaviors this was really helpful but my fitness pal can you can track your eating you can track your calories all your exercise can go on there um so it's a perfectly fantastic app but for i think what i needed at this moment in time noom was my pick well 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 so that's my update. It's longer than usual, but there was a lot to get through. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> I am excited to hear if you stick with it, because this sounds like something that is a 
is helpful. And it makes me feel better. Honestly, like I feel better. I'm making different choices. I'm not feeling bad about the choices that I'm making. Like avoiding French fries like more often than usual doesn't make me feel like I'm missing out on something because I can still eat something else that I really like. Like it's not like I'm sworn off potatoes. It's just I'm just not having fries as often kind of a thing. And it makes me feel better. So I'm on it for now. I love it. Stay tuned. All right, so give it to me straight. What are we talking today? Well, it being March and we have a new uh, Women Inspiring Team QS episode, we thought that in addition to talking about someone who's inspiring us, we'd also give like a brief history since this is Women's History Month. It's quite perfect. It the is timeliness quite perfect. is V relevant. So relevant. And I was excited because I was like, ooh, maybe we do a whole history lesson on Women's History Month. And then I was like, that can get a little dense. And we still have so many women that we want to talk about. So we're splitting it and doing a brief history of Women's History Month and then getting into this month's pick, who is my girl, Tracy Ellis Ross. None other. So excited to talk about her. amazing. I feel like where I made notes, I was like, I don't need notes. I, like, watch this woman on Instagram every day. I watch her on TV. I read her interviews with people. I read her interviewing other people. I'm like, I could talk about her forever. So we will get into her. I promise this won't become an hour-long episode, although I could easily do that when it comes to Trace Ellis Ross. But we're going to start with Women's History Month. Tell me more. Give a little uh, a little uh, background. So the first women's or the first International Women's Day was in 1911, and then it was like kind of a thing for a little while, but it didn't seem to really stick. Mm-hmm. And then in 1978, which is quite a bit later, Sonoma County School District in California celebrated the first Women's History Week. Oh. So we we graduated to a week all in March. Yes. Because um, interna- International Women's Day is March 8th, it right? It is. Yes. It is. So, we, so this will be airing afterward. Afterwards. Sorry, I just had to do a little recording math there. <laughs> just our timing of things. Hope you all had a fabulous International <laughs> Women's Day. You will have seen something really cool from us on Instagram. <laughs> um So they, like, extended it to a week, and it was a great celebration. So this is all from Wikipedia, just so everybody knows. Um, And then the week was kind of centered around, like you said, International Women's Day, which is March 8th. Um, And then by 1986, 14 states designated March as Women's History Month based on that information. So we're going strong with March. We had committed to March. We were all about March. So that's exciting. I think it's great. (laughs) And then... What else uh, happens in March besides... There are other things. Never this mind. is no. This is it. <laughs> this is the only thing. So we extended it to um, a month. Well, fourteen states did in the eighties, and then that going forward kind of became the trend. And honestly, I didn't start hearing about Women's History Month in great detail until actually fairly recently. Yeah. So I feel like it probably was like less than ten years ago that I started hearing like women's. International Women's Day and Mm -hmm. then Women's History Month. And so I'm excited to see it continuing to grow even now in ways that I didn't see it when I was, like, growing up. I feel like this isn't a thing we really did in school. Am I off there? And I feel like the thing that really set it apart was the Women's March. Yes. You're right. Because that happened in March. It did happen in March. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think, right? The first the first big one? I'm pretty sure. We'll have to fact check ourselves. We'll, fact check. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a little update and say where we landed on that. We'll um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Real-time fact check. Um, and so it's great to know that. And it, what's awesome, too, is, like, throughout the month, you'll see a lot of, because there are so, well, and I think we follow a lot of women-owned businesses and women creators and different people. It was in 2017, in January. It was in January. Might be. Cool. <laughs> I think because of the, the impetus was because of the... I thought it was the, March 20th, but it yeah, was January 21st. The election propelled people yes. to act in that way. And it was the day after the inauguration, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we still celebrate March. <laughs> and we will continue to. Um, but I wanted to share... What was I saying? Oh, how we have seen more and more like on social media and from women we follow kind of all over the place, business owners, creatives, um, executives, all these people. Um, we're seeing it like kind of blown up more and more and more year after year. And they're, and it's not just like the stupid like discounts that people give in honor of like every holiday ever, but it's really intentional work that people are doing around Women's History Month and how you get involved in your community and Mm -hmm. support girls and women in your community and all this really exciting stuff. I think also acknowledging the female business owners in your community is a really big deal. Yeah. And obviously we should be doing it all year round, but this is a great way to spotlight those individuals and the people who are creating community in the place that you live and that's a that's something that we should get behind shout it out fellow ladies we sure should so on wikipedia there was also a list of every theme for every year oh, that there people are have themes that's amazing every year and you know i love the theme so i picked out three that stood out to me um and let me know if you agree with these so in 1988 year i was born the year of your birth um, it was Reclaiming the Past, Rewriting the Future. Love it. It was really good. In 2010, the year of your graduation, right? College graduation. Yeah, these are all very pivotal moments in my life. <laughs> um, writing Women Back into History. Love it. Which I really liked. So these actually then also follow a theme in, it's like a sub-theme within the larger themes of just recognizing what women have given to our history as a whole that has largely gone um, totally unidentified and unacknowledged. And so seeing that there was themes really specifically around making sure that we know who the power players have been, even Mm -hmm. if they weren't written in our history books, um, but there's a way to share them now, was really exciting. So that was 2010. And then 2018, which is like, for me, a peak moment, was nevertheless, she persisted, honoring women who fight all forms of discrimination against women. And that is obviously based on the stupid thing that Mitch McConnell said to Elizabeth Warren in like oh his his response to why she wouldn't stop and he's like nevertheless she persisted and it became like a call out mm-hmm. for all women and all people who have minoritized voices to say like I will persist even when there's so much up against Um, me as far as the system goes or an institutional whatever goes like nevertheless she persisted and I think we can even say like nevertheless they persisted for so many different voices that have been minimized um, throughout history so that one like just hits my heart center I love it so much and I think that's a 
that's something that we should continue to hold in our hearts as we move forward with this and and doing our own little debrief and looking back on history and and seeing what has happened since then i think is uh really important to us like continuing because it is it's still so shocking in my mind that like i see people like jane fonda Mm -hmm. still fighting for the same things and women's rights and you know climate and all the change climate change like everything that she's like I'm still I'm still here. Right. At 80. Right. Getting arrested. Doing and, things. And we should all continue. Like, I think that's a testament to, to us continuing to make sure that our voices are heard. And that's what this month is for. And the rest of time. Absolutely. Every month going forward. Forever. Um, okay. So let's get into... Tracy Ellis Ross. The Tracy <laughs> Ellis Ross. It was nice to do the, a little baby history lesson because it's been a while since I did a little history lesson. Although I'm very thankful for all the people I follow on Instagram who like are constantly putting out like educated posts that also share like names of people I didn't mm-hmm. know before, work that's happened that I didn't know about. So like that's super appreciated. So we are jumping on that bandwagon in a small way of sharing just a little history about Women's History Month. So now we'll move on to Tracy Ellis Ross, and I'd like to get into her career, and then, as always, really talk about what we are able to learn from her. Precisely. Oh, my favorite part. I feel like my uh, moment of shock was when I realized that uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is the daughter of the Diana Ross. I, the only. The <laughs> one and only. And did you know, actually, Tracy Ellis Ross was born Tracy Joy Silbstein? Silbstein? <laughs> That's bad that I don't know that. But it's her father's last name. Yeah. So, and her middle name is Joy. And I didn't know that. And I love the name Joy. <laughs> it's my favorite. Sid lit up. <laughs> I really, I was like, oh my God, that's one of my favorite names ever. But she changed it to Tracy Ellis Ross as her stage name. And I don't know, I'd, I'd love to know if it was for like the recognition. Because she was a model for a long time before she got into acting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the name change was pre-model or post-model. I feel like Tracy Ellis Ross is a beautiful name. I feel like that's a very strong name. I feel like we stick with that. <laughs> That's how how we'll refer to her from here on out. If she ever wants my advice, I'm happy to give it. (laughs) Um, But yes, she has a very powerful mother, very powerful family. Yes. Her siblings are pretty rad as well. Her sister-in-law, people are going to turn on me right now, but her sister-in-law is Ashley Simpson. (laughs) So married to her brother. (laughs) I'm surprised you went there. (laughs) I loved Ashley Simpson. Not anymore. Love past past tense. You know, I still am a fan of her style. Pieces of Me was a great album at what when we were like 13 years old. It really just said things to me that (laughs) no one else was saying. (laughs) So good. Anyway, in addition to that, she has this like huge family value type of mindset where whenever you see her, she's usually with many of her family members, like her siblings and her nieces and nephews and her mother. Like, you see them all together as a group a lot of the time, which, like, I just really appreciate. It's just a a thing that I think... Good good family vibes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, this just sharing of success amongst the family is just a beautiful thing. 
Um, so to start with her major acting credits, now she's had like a handful of different roles in like movies and TV mm-hmm. shows, and I didn't want to get in the weeds on that. Obviously, you can find that all on Wikipedia. But her big break was with the show Girlfriends, and that went from 2000 to 2008, and she played a major role on that. She was, I would argue, the main character. So there were four mm-hmm. women that were like the girlfriends, and then she was... I think more of the standout. And recently on Blackish, they actually had all of the girlfriends guest spot the show, which I thought was just so cool. What? See, like just supporting your girls and like bringing them back and like having them on. So, anyway, <laughs> so that was one. And then she started on Blackish in 2014, which is still running. And that is a really interesting show that I've heard mixed reviews about, but I really enjoy. Because I think it tells a story in a way that we haven't seen on, like, primetime television, at least recently, if not in a very long time. Um, And then she's now the executive producer she acts on and has directed for a show called Mixed-ish, which is Mm -hmm. based on her blackish character Bo's childhood. So. (laughs) Which is, like, the spinoffs that are happening. Because that's on ABC, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there was Grownish, which was her TV daughter, Yara Shahidi's mm-hmm. character on, um, I always want to say Fox Family and then ABC Family, ABC but it is. Fam. But it's now... Um, Freeform. Freeform, thank you. So, which is like hiatus right now, but it was cool to see the spinoffs that she, and I think she directed at least one, maybe more of the Grownish episodes as well. But it's great. So I am... A mixed race person and so seeing like her firstly seeing her as someone who is half black was really amazing and seeing how she just is in the world but then with mixed-ish it was like this whole other world where it was like where do I fit what's my identity who who do I belong to or with and it was just all of these big questions that like I was asking myself when I was that age and didn't even realize what I was asking so it's that storyline is so important to be telling in the media because mm -hmm. and it's like truly shocking that in whatever Mm -hmm. like from the time that it started to like now 2020 right that it's like oh wow this is new right Right. And you're like, this was my entire childhood. Right. Like, it was funny. My dad had watched a few episodes of it, and he thought it was hilarious. And I was like, Dad, like, <laughs> that was that was the child. <laughs> and not, so the you're show like, is like... Just so you know. <laughs> there's one character on the show that's so funny. She's this little girl. She's the youngest um, sibling. Yep. She's hilarious. She's my favorite. She's so funny. But I just like how she is infusing her lived experience into her work both with Blackish mm-hmm. and with Mixedish and her when she plays her character on Grownish as well. So I'd say that for acting stuff, she's like hitting a high note right now. For sure. And we all have a little ish in us. So Yeah. Whatever okay. whatever it may be, we can relate. For sure. Um, some of her awards, she's received seven NAACP awards. She's received Ooh. yes, very exciting. And I like I'll get into this later, but her fashion sense. So, like, part of the reason I love the awards is because I also get to see what she wears to the award shows. <laughs> and she pushes the envelope. She sure freaking does. Um, she's gotten one Golden Globe win, and she's been nominated for Emmys and BET Awards as well. And she's also hosted the 
it wasn't the bill was it the billboard billboard music awards or was it the american music awards it was one of those i think it's the billboards for the last like two or three years so she's just like she's got this really inviting excited presence that i think is perfect for a host um and then she's also a business person. She created and is the owner of Pattern Beauty, which is hair care for textured hair. And it focuses on pride in your hair and also hair health and educating you about like what products are good and bad for your hair. So it's just like the That's like 360 view. So helpful. Yeah. So useful to have. Absolutely. So it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not just selling you a product, but it's selling you something that will help you learn about what you might need based on what kind of curls you're rocking. Right. Because there's there's only so much that you can, like, you can trial a bunch of different things and see what works. But at a certain point, you're like, I may be doing uh, terrible damage to my hair. Right. And so having the education piece, I think, is uh, a game changer because then you're actually like, it's what do I need and how do I use it? And I would argue that so many brands should be doing more of that. Yeah. You know, like, especially with like beauty, hair, things that were like, or like even what we talked about for our um, marketing episode around like the brands that we gravitate to, like, what are you educating me about with when it comes to climate? And like, how are you creating sustainable products? Like that has become such an important part of how we buy that it makes sense that that is such a strong, like three pronged approach for pattern beauty. So that's one thing. And then last but not least, this isn't really career as much as it is just like something I love. But she keeps it so real. And I think that's like yes. the through line, right? For mm-hmm. all of the women that we talk about is that they keep it super duper real. Um, she's done so many interviews with major magazines and news outlets. And she's talked about her path to like self-acceptance. She's talked about her work ethic, her career, the choices that she's made. And just her Instagram is she does not hold back. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is. And it's, I love it too, because I think uh, what comes through so clearly in the way that she talks about her experience in life and just the way that she comes across is just like that authentic individual where Mm -hmm. you're like, I know exactly what I'm going to get when I have a conversation with you or when I hear from you. It's, she's just so consistent and, and honest and, and real about the things that affect her in her daily life and how she can bring that bring her experiences up in a way that helps the rest of the world see themselves or understand how to make choices and make change and I think that that's really very valuable and that's like those are all fantastic points and I think sometimes we get that somewhat with some celebrities but I think she like really kicks it up a notch yeah and really shares more than like maybe your average a lister for sure <laughs> if i could venture so far to say that <laughs> and sid sid just wants to be her bestie i do and i just want to know like so i i straddle that line of like never meet your heroes but <laughs> you know because like what a phrase have you brianna you have not heard that phrase oh no. <gasps> that's actually shocking the phrase is never meet your heroes because they'll always disappoint you because you put them on a pedestal and they'll never meet your expectations. It's It would be impossible. <laughs> Everything about what you just said makes me sad. I know, but it's like one of those things I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever met one of my, you know, like out there A-list heroes. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, I feel like he would be crazy disappointing. 
unless I saw him at like a climate change rally, in which case that might be different. But running into him like on the street, I just might not get like that same level of excitement yeah. that I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I go back and forth with her because I'm like, I would love to sit down with her, but I'm also terrified. That, so, she, that she'd be like mean to you. That she just wouldn't take me as seriously as I take her. <laughs> Which I guess is expected and appropriate because I am a perfect stranger and that's what being famous is, (laughs) is just not taking everybody seriously. So, anywho. (laughs) All right, Sid, what can we learn from her? So I wrote down a bunch of things and I'd love to just elaborate on them. Dig in. Within reason and within time. Um, Own your choices. I feel like she has done so many... Um, interviews on how she is not married, she does not have children, and people keep asking her, like, when? How? What do you feel about that? And she's like, it's my reality. And so asking me, like, how I feel about it is kind of a silly question, and it's just such, it's such the obvious question. Yeah. And I feel like there are so many people that face those experiences on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and are conflicted of, like, the expectation is this, but here's the life that I want to live and having a, a rationale for it mm-hmm. or like a reason for why you choose the things that you choose mm-hmm. because it's not a thing that someone else wants is so complicated and convoluted and stressful. And yeah. I'm only saying that because I just recently got married and <laughs> had a private ceremony and had my own conflicting, uh, we're not having a big celebration and inviting anyone. Mm-hmm. And the the conflict that you have when you make decisions like that and just to hold true and be like, this is my, this is my choice. This is my reality. Right. We're here. And know that like, firstly, you're not alone, but secondly, it feels like you'll have to defend it. Or at least this is my perception is that you'll have to defend the decision more than you'll be celebrated for it. Yeah. And I think that's changing because I think there's a lot more happening. Like there's a lot more out there as far as like, if you don't want to do a big wedding or a wedding at all, necessarily, you don't have to. So there's like more language around it, but it's still not the norm. And Mm -hmm. so you're still on the defending it side than the like being celebrated for it. But I think like it's definitely being celebrated, but you're still like, I feel like I have to be ready to defend it if someone asks me Mm -hmm. why I made this choice. And I think the thing that we can learn from Tracy in this moment is that she says it in such a way that's like, you you can't battle it. Right. You're like, I appreciate you sharing that. And it's just like, Taking up space, right? I think that that's what she does really well is Mm -hmm. take up space with those choices and not shy away from being someone who's like apologetic for the choices, but truly saying like, this is what I did. This is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I think the narrative probably mostly for women has been like apologize for your choices or like make other people comfortable if even if you're uncomfortable, like try your best to make everybody else comfortable. And she is just not about that. And in every which way. Yep. Which I really appreciate. Um, celebrate often. If you follow her on Instagram, this woman is singing and dancing and laughing. And I know like Instagram can be the highlight reel, but she also does share like 
lower moments for her as well. So I really appreciate her sharing the high notes because mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's what I go to Instagram for <laughs> is some high notes. It's like, I want to see my favorite person laughing and dancing and singing her face off. My favorite moment from recently was when she, <laughs> she posted about, it was, I think, at the Oscars. And she's like, I saw Brad Pitt. He didn't see me. <laughs> and like was like <laughs> dancing around and was just like so excited because she made eye contact with <laughs> Brad Pitt. And I was like, girl, you're Tracy Ellis Ross. He should have been looking straight at you. I would agree with that statement fully. But it's like you still, she still has that like so excited about a thing that I would be like hitting the floor about that she's like hitting the floor for too. She was reacting about Brad Pitt the way that you would react about Tracy Ellis. (laughs) Thousand percent. Um, Have fun with fashion. Oh my God. We could go into, I think one of my updates was about her award season fashion choices. And I have on many occasions for my personal Instagram, just posted what she chose to wear. (laughs) It's actually my favorite when you do that. You're like, oh, and we got just like... Tracy, once again. Six photos of her at all all the uh, parties and award shows and celebrations. Rocking a great outfit. She takes risks. And I feel like like like, bigger picture. She takes, yeah. So much color, which I know you love. I love. And she just, I think that's like what it drills down to is like, I love clothes, absolutely. But it's the statement that you're making by wearing the clothes that you wear and the trust that you have in the person that's dressing you and the like collaboration that exists there and just like stepping outside your comfort zone so much that it becomes your comfort zone. Again, with like taking up space, like she's not shying away from a hot pink men's oversized suit and I am so about that it's just so beautiful to see and like for the Billboard Music Awards she wore like 16 different outfits all of them epic Mm -hmm. and I'm just like that is fine it's also admirable because like she she also has like she has the look for it like the personality the body the like the vibe Mm -hmm. for it where like I see that and I'm like I would look like a dummy if I wore, like, a giant pink puff sleeve outfit. Right. But, like, it's fitted perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, while it may be extravagant, it's also, like, precisely tailored. And so it looks so good. It does. And then I, I sit there and think of myself, like, I could never do that. And I'm like, but could I try? Like, what am I you doing could. to get outside my comfort zone? Like, what are all of us doing to get outside our comfort zone? Like, maybe not with fashion necessarily, but with something else. Like, yeah. how are we taking up space? I think that's what all of these come down to is taking up space. Um, except for this one. Take vacation. <laughs> she, take space for yourself. Yes. Mental space. So you, you know, survive another day. But she, again, posts about her vacations. And it just looks like she's enjoying herself. I think that's what, like... For me, what, like, I reach out and touch about her is that, like, she's enjoying herself. Yeah. And, like, sharing that enjoyment with the people that follow her. And the same is true of, like, the interviews that she does and the interviews that she um, conducts herself. Like, she is looking for joy even Mm -hmm. in less joyful moments. And I think that 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 is something that we all could truly learn so much from. But take vacation. So, like, check that off the list. Um, I don't have uh, trouble with that one. That's you my don't. Fa- that's I my know. favorite thing to do. I'm so bad at it. I'm getting better, I hope. 
Um, the la- or this, the other one that I have is to work hard and infuse some of your story into your work. I think that's why a lot of people gravitated toward Blackish. That's why a lot of people are gravitating mm-hmm. toward Mixedish, is because she has had this ability collaboratively to infuse her life with her work. And I think that not only is something that you are excited to go to every day, but it allows you to share in a way that isn't just on social media, but Mm -hmm. is such a bigger platform to reach people, which is like broadcast television. Um, And And I'm, it makes it relatable too, which I think is a, is really important because there's so much that used to be on TV that was just like, Oh, this seems like a fun story to tell. Right. Or like, we'll get a lot of ratings. And it's like, no, I'm going to tell my story. Right. Right. And exactly. And it's just like, I mean, I know this is totally different, but like with Goldbergs, <gasps> you know, tell your story, man. <laughs> and it's like 90% of it is when they do the little recaps or like show mirrored videos mm-hmm. of like scenarios that they show on the tv show and then match it back with like actual home footage of the thing happening yes is absolutely hilarious it or is. when they do like a little this happened for real <laughs> moment <laughs> and it's you're so like so good what yeah you can't believe it and i think she does that too with her shows that she's a part of and being a producer you're also if you're telling mm-hmm. your character story you're also just infusing some of who you are into that as well. And I just wonder how, I mean, in the work that we both do, I do think about, okay, how do we do that from where we are? It doesn't have to be like, we obviously do it here with the podcast. I think, I think a lot of it comes to us like being ourselves in the work that we do Yeah, because there's also a perception of like, you need to be buttoned up and like in your case in training. So you got to deliver the training yeah. and like do it professionally and do it well. But the thing that like that we bring to the table is that we're our own people right. and like you have to tell your own story in that way of like how you show up to work and who you are as a person and how you interact with people. Yeah. Um, because I think that that makes a really big difference to, um, to just like, I, I guess like losing all of my words. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> no. Um, but it, it feels like a, something that's really admirable and to say, I I know that I'm coming to work and I'm, I'm bringing what I bring to the table and not doing what my textbook told me to do or yes. what uh, my boss is doing or what my mentor is doing. Yes. You really are like how, like, because that gives people a chance to get to know you and not like some half- but version of someone else. Because <laughs> we know swear. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I love that. And then last but not least, I think just using, she uses her platform to speak up and stand up for and support women and what they believe in and what we believe in. And I feel like that's the perfect cap to uh, the theme of Women's History Month. Yes. And what we can pull away from is like, Shout out to your to your ladies. And she does that through, like, she's done interviews with Michelle Obama. She's done interviews with Oprah. She's done all of, you know, like, she's not just the person who's being interviewed, but she's thoughtfully interviewing people that she admires and uses her platform. I mean, not that Michelle Obama and Oprah need another lift, but, like, I think that 
her questions are different than someone else's questions are yeah, going to be. Yeah, it, it extends beyond the typical. Right, exactly. Because it's a friendship and an admiration for versus just like a working, like I'm a journalist, I'm going to go. And those interviews are beautiful as well. But there's just something different when... Well, it's nice to have the balance. Exactly, exactly. So I think that like she does that very well in a lot of different spaces. But I always enjoy reading her work because I think that she does that so beautifully and does it in a way that's then accessible to other people that not just want to learn about Michelle Obama and Oprah, but really want to learn about what's important to Tracy Ellis Ross in her questions and Mm -hmm. in the way that she reacts to answers. And all of that works together to continue to um, uplift these women that we all really look up to. So, so true. Yeah. Beautiful things. It is. And we will uh, link to some lovely resources and uh, the shows that she is on as well um, in show notes. We will do that. Queenspeaking.com slash 111. 111. And then let's let's talk more. We're continuing our Women Inspiring Team QS Spotlight as well. We um, are. Which is on queenspeaking.com. So if you want to nominate someone, throw your suggestion in the form that we have there. Please do. we will give you a highlight on our Instagram at queen underscore speaking. Oh, yeah. Shall we break? Let's break.